Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Alright, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. Banter, banter. Banter, banter, banter. As we do our intro music that you guys can't hear as my guest overlaying into this part of the show. But it's there. The listeners know. <laughs> well, welcome, everyone. Uh, this is your host, Taylor B., uh, with some very special guests here joining me tonight. I have Grace, the local hunter at Night Stalker. How are you doing? Oh, you know. Hanging in there. I can dig it. I heard, you I heard you were a little tired, so I really appreciate you sticking it out and <laughs> staying up and recording with us tonight. Pure, purely caused my, by my job. It's totally fine. <laughs> mm, mm. No, I can, I can appreciate that. I can, I can appreciate that. So, yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, even more thanks. Having appreciation for it. And a big welcome back to Wicked Jester. Welcome back to the show, sir. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back. No, did, did you thank you for coming back. Don't you thank me? I'll thank you. You thank me. I want to thank you harder. Oh, well, I will mean it more. Like, I can't do it. I, I'm not going to try and do it harder, but like, I can write a thesis on it. So, boom. Uh, all right. You, you'll take me on that one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not saying it would be a well-graded thesis, but I could title it thesis. <laughs> and totally get it <laughs> thank you, Thank you guys for being on the show with me. Uh, this is a really fun episode. This is something that kind of, um, tonight's topic, that is, is something that kind of uh, dawned on me through my last couple shows with uh, Kaz and Trams. And um really uh just kind of throughout the week like mulling it over it, it really kind of stuck out to me that the elixir or fallen depending on how you feel depending on if you're crow or if you're shacks <laughs> um have are, are like a great example of a species that is kind of super like hyper inclined to uh mastering foreign technology they've mastered or 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 like sources of power even like uh, if you get like a little bit into like the space mysticism of destiny and so you have they were they've been able to master golden age earth technology or at least invade it so like you they could operate it i i would say arguably they've been able to use vex technology They've been able to use the darkness twice as the Scorn and now as the House of Salvation. But even though the Traveler was, like, right above them, they've never been able to do anything with light. Not once. Um, now, so the theory here is a little more broader is then why couldn't the elixir master it is sort of a question as to the nature of the selectivity of the light as compared to the darkness the darkness seems to be the most accessible paracausal power in the destiny universe 
if you look at it from like an egalitarian point of view, like anyone and their sister can use the darkness. So yeah. 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 That's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, from that one. Uh, what is it? Would uh would either of you two like like to uh, like to start on your thoughts on this, or do you want me to take a take it out here? Grace, you got anything on this one? Um, I mean, so with this whole theory thing with uh, the Alexney and their whole grasp on both the light and the dark, I think, you know, because the darkness is just so open to allowing anyone and anything to wield it, um, it's, a, it's kind of like the cool uncle, you know? It's like, sure, you can do what you want with us. It's just uh, open to you know, change and stuff like that. I want to say that the reason I think that Lex need haven't quite grasped the light or maybe even didn't need it um, just could be because they had a little bit more of an advanced technology than Earth did when we found the Traveler. You know, we, yeah, we had space travel. We were able to get to Mars to find the Traveler, but, you know, the Lexney were already spacefaring people by the time the traveler found them. So I feel like that's why, you know, I mean, I know we have the Awoken, but I feel like that's why we were given such a boon of technology from the traveler. You know, it looks me always call the traveler, the great machine. And like you said, they've already mastered things that are highly technological. Mm -hmm. So I can't exactly remember the specific timeline of when, you know, they discovered the traveler and then they had their you know the whirlwind occurred and everything like that but they've i think they've always been you know a step ahead of us as far as far as technology goes so i don't mm. know I, I feel like that plays a big part of it is just you know the light wasn't exactly what they needed so in my eyes i think that maybe that's just why they've never really been able to grasp it I but uh I'm not sure. That's kind of where I'm going with this whole thing. I'm not going to continue too much because I know I'll get very <laughs> repetitive. But it's to, to summarize, they had I more technology at their disposal than we did when we found the Traveler. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting um, because the we, we've had a theory previously on the show that the Servitors are sort of built in the Traveler's image. Oh no, absolutely. Like I I yeah. think it's been stated in lore before mm -hmm. that uh you know, even though you know servers are just meant to dis you know, dispense ether to Lixney, mm -hmm. that uh they're supposed to, you know, kind of be a mon I don't know, I can't really think of the word, but like be a monument to the traveler. Uh so, like a facsimile, maybe? Yes, yeah. yeah. Just because, you know, they've always called the traveler the great machine mm -hmm. you know we're the machine thieves because yeah. the traveler came to us and left them so so yeah. I, so so i think i think that's actually i've never thought about that before but they're they're i think maybe demonstrably the not only the last race that the traveler visited before humanity but i think they're the first one to be able to chase it i think they're they might be the first one that, like, maybe majority chose to run with it. Even if they couldn't keep up, right? I would think so, because as far as I know, they're the only one, they're the only, uh, you know, air quote, enemy race that 
knew about the traveler before you know or like it's been recorded that they had the traveler before us you know there's no really record of as far as i know i may be wrong um well the hive knew the hive knew the hive knew yeah but they didn't have they weren't there they didn't have it they didn't they weren't blessed by it right Uh. yeah so and then obviously there's the vex if we know how the vex come around so i can dig it no i i can i can really dig that i think um i think there's a lot of room to sort of uh really extrapolate on like need here uh versus want because i think mm-hmm. i like like say what you want like necessity being the mother of invention i feel like want has a lot to do with necessity in in oh, most cases and so when you get when you get to like advanced technologies i think there might be an argument to be made about like maybe want exceeding need because like if you think about it like you know someone has been able to force the traveler at least while it was asleep in the case of Gaul, mm-hmm. to like or like, hmm, because he he had the traveler suppressed, and then he forced imbued himself with the light. If if I'm interpreting that correctly, I th- I mean, gosh, it's been a while since I played through that ca- that part of the campaign, and it's not there uh, anymore. I know. Oh gosh, that's one of my favorite cutscenes. It's just that final. Oh, anyways, no, I don't know. I mean, you could even say that the the need versus want thing has a big part of you know why Gaul was motivated to, you know, close off the traveler from us. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember exactly if he wanted to take it, so much as block us from using the light, so he could have an easier time taking over. You know, it was just a means of. Uh, I don't know, like, metaphorically stepping on our throats kind of thing. Oh, so. it certainly was. We we all remember falling off of that piece of the uh, tower when he just kind of, like, nudges us off. You know. I, <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever feel like, I don't know, I'm a hunter, so I always felt like my, my I'm a hunter main, so I always felt like my hunter did, like, the, like the cat or squirrel thing where it fans out, just kind of like, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine the hunter cloak, like, flapping to try and, like, slow itself down as it falls from a height. Could you imagine just a guardian with a wingsuit, and Gaul's like, okay, bye, he'll, I'll reacquaint you with the feeling of death, and kicks him off, and the guardian's just like, peace, just floats off. That actually would have been fantastic. They swoop down, catch their own ghost, and just kind of, like, peace out of there. What if... All right. All right. So, guys, guys, guys. See you later. This is a little silly. I feel like most of us, if you're like myself, first saw this on The Simpsons. But if you're familiar with the fan man, it was this guy who had a parachute and a fan on his back so that he could, like, give himself elevation after the parachute was deployed. And he famously ruined a boxing match. <laughs> I think it was back in the seventies, um, but if that was some standard equipment for guardians, and you got kicked off the thing, and you just like pulled the parachute and like ripcorded your fan and just kind of flew away, laughing at Gaul. Just middle finger up. I will be seeing you later. <laughs> Once I get my light back. How would we? <laughs> how would we feel about that? It'd be pretty funny. Yeah, this is gonna be. 
I'm just imagining this is, this like is how bad a tangent goes with me. It's there you go. <laughs> the train of thought is gone. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, you're totally on brand as a multiple time <laughs> guest on this show. Like, let me tell you. Like this is this is our bread and butter. <laughs> um Mr. Mr. Wicked. Um Jeez. Can can I hear some of your thoughts, sir, on maybe in general, maybe on Fan Man Guardian? Fan Man Guardian. <laughs> Fan Man Guardian. <laughs> He's just flying away. <laughs> I do like the image of the middle fingers as he as he just floats off out of waving. Mm-hmm. He's like, eh, fuck it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Screw you guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like that guy would have been the drifter. You think? Oh like, okay, you kicked me off here. You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll reschedule. We'll rain check on this one. <laughs> it's super beans and cornbread. <laughs> oh, sir. Yes, but back to my serious question. Not even serious. Back to my actual question. <laughs> like, what, what are some of your thoughts, sir, on the issues of the night? On the what? Oh, I'm sorry. I got a little. I got a little rednecky there. On the issues. Issues. Yes. As of, far as the fall, the, the fallen being able to do the traveler thing. Yeah, and any of the tangents there. Have. I, I know we've been talking a lot. Uh, yeah. So, with. When I'm looking at the Elixney and the power of as far as the Traveler and everything like that, I don't see it as a failing of the Elixney to be able to use it. Uh, my whole thing... Yeah, exactly, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see it as a failing of the Elixney to be able to harness it because, the, I mean, they made technological advances just like humanity did. I don't think that humanity really harness the light either the whole thing about the you know the traveler and all that stuff like they've managed to use arc weapons uh, they've managed to use void weapons they can still harness the different kinds of energy that we channel using the light Mm -hmm. but we ourselves other than like things like hawk moon which apparently use light to or use our light the augments that our light does to the weapons we don't we don't do that necessarily voluntarily, I don't think. I think that's just something that's granted to us through the Traveler by our ghosts. Okay. And really, when it comes down to it, we don't know where the ghost came from. The ghost came to us, potentially, presumably from the Traveler, but there's still the options of maybe Clovis made them. And you're like, okay, so then how are the ghosts getting the light then? Well, really, the Traveler didn't have any other choice. The, the problem that it did with the elixir as to why it didn't choose the elixir is because it didn't have any options, uh, or you know, when it came to humanity, with the elixir, it could still get away. With humanity, the traveler was stranded here, so it was pretty much either give humanity the power or the darkness finishes it right then and there. I actually, I really like that because it it offers this new view as to why each ghost seems to have a different personality, in like personhood all its own. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's really addressed in any other theory outside the uh, the like the potential like Clovis or like other because 
like the for what it's worth the ghosts believe they're from the traveler and that's okay mm -hmm. and that's okay and the record of where the ghosts come from is outside of the explosion that put the traveler to sleep when it was first damaged so who's to say if that necessarily means they came out of the traveler well and one of the uh yeah. one of the moments that's in ghost stories if i remember correctly uh, actually talks about the ghost being coming out of the traveler and then wrapping itself in metal so the shells and everything that we see there aren't even what came from the traveler they're just the little balls that kind of look like even smaller versions of servitors we don't e we don't even know if they were the balls it could just be the light the energy that Ooh. came from the traveler so if you think about it let's say clovis decided because we we all know clovis was a freaking psychopath bent on freaking world domination and immortality and still is today and still mm -hmm. is today <laughs> so given that the traveler was in such close proximity and you know all the dealings that we saw with him in the darkness once he moved on to europa how he talked about you know the light never talked to him and this that and the other thing i kind of lean towards the idea that he built the ghosts as an attempt to create more immortality and tried to convince the traveler to imbue the ghost with that ability and that was his first attempt at human immortality and when that failed he went to the darkness to see if he could use it i'm kind of here i'm kind of here for this so like are the ghosts something that were maybe like presented to or sent to the traveler i think the ghosts were something that were on standby that clovis was trying to use mm -hmm. as an immortality plan the traveler refused it and when the whole I thing with you. the darkness fell through again bungie said rasputin didn't shoot didn't shoot the traveler it didn't say anything about the war mind weapons didn't shoot the traveler Ooh. And Clovis had an entire network of Warmind or Clovis Bray technology that was completely cut off from the Warmind, specifically for the purposes of it of it turning against them. And there's, so, there's, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and to add to that, there's still that one terminal back in a strike from D1. I think it was, um, God, I... I I want to say it was from Rise of Iron, but I think it's just that same strike the first time you go through before Siva. When they when they first released the uh, the big, big fat um, fallen shank boy, but maybe I'm complaining things. Uh. But uh, there's there's a scannable back in D one mm -hmm. that said there was like a person here at this terminal that was a Rasputin bunker interfacing with things mm -hmm. back during the collapse and it doesn't the scan the scan dialogue doesn't really go much into beyond that uh but it's very interesting because well there's multiple options right because Rasputin not doing it one however two Fellwinter or whatever his name was before is also Rasputin, if you have that sort of like duality concept instead of Trinity. The father, the son, and the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it kind of is. Which also it... makes another one as well, Banshee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Banshee and uh, Clovis Bray as I've as I've TM'd him. Clo Clovis Bray Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
feel free to use it. Now on. Yeah, please feel free to use it. You guys, you guys, uh, pass it on. Friends are allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's very it's very funny to me that you could have okay, it wasn't Rasputin. Okay, it wasn't Rasputin, but Rasputin also exists separate from himself in this exo body to try and learn what it's like to become human. So maybe he's the person to do it. And you know what the coolest thing about this is? I think I remarked on this last week, but uh, and I think it's also very pertinent to this conversation. Felwinter is the only thing that didn't start out as human to become a guardian. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Well, actually... Mm. Well, it, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> so that depends on how far back you trace... His, his origin to like are you tracing it back to just Rasputin or are you tracing it back to where Rasputin's mind came from uh I'm I'm in I've always been in the fan camp that based on the one mission Rasputin is actually based on an old like Sputnik defense satellite because it's so simple mm-hmm. that it's uh it's it's uh, algorithms can't be overwritten if that makes sense if if you take like like yeah, a yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I, I, I feel like the biggest reason it was chosen was because it had the most recorded data of human conflict as a defense satellite, but also it had the most basic, like, on-off switch, like, if this, it's not like, if this, then this, it's just like, this, attack. Not this, don't attack. And it's just, like, too simple for... Like, it's too outdated and too simple for other things to interface with and, like, compromise. It's like, it reminds me of, uh, I used to work in a lab, a medical lab, as a, as a, what ended up being a sort of, like, program management thing. But Mm -hmm. the, one of the doctors who joined the, uh, the lab group that I worked for had an old IBM with a self-written... uh, software operating system for all of his patient data that he'd been using since 1983. Mm -hmm. Loaded with a floppy disk. Couldn't interact with anything. It had lasted so long that by, like, I think it was 10 years before we had acquired him, so, like, uh, maybe, like, early 2000s, he was considered hack-proof because there was nothing that could attack it from the outside. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, yeah. like, yeah, like, and and that's 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 what I always think about when I when when I think back to that Sputnik satellite when you get the origins of Rasputin in the Fellwinter quest during that season. Mm-hmm. Is I think like it was chosen because there's nothing that's going to be simple enough to actually compromise him. Even though he can, like, he's obviously, like, that's just his base code. He's, there's stuff added on to it, and he grew, and he even, like, yeah. had the concept of, like, learning what it is to be human. Like, I don't want to I mean, say he's that's limited. that's kind of where I thought yeah. it went to. Yeah, that's kind of where I went to as far as the, him getting to, or Felwinter, at least, being chosen as a, to be resurrected. Was because Rasputin had essentially evolved when he created that XO. Like, that was his attempt to cross the... That was his main attempt, or one of his attempts, at least, 
to cross that bridge between being that. human and do what? I was just saying I really dig that. Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you're good. Yeah, like a sexy little undertone. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be quiet so you like could keep going, and but like anyone listening would be like, "Oh, Taylor B. dug that. He just said so." <laughs> notification top left corner yeah no it's it's the audible version of that (laughs) (laughs) that's how you do it in radio friends (laughs) we can cut that in post we can cut it in post yeah there we go (laughs) that's my favorite thing that's my favorite thing about like our typical shows is is just that like i we can just go on like whatever tangents and i'll listen to it later when i do the editing i'm just like yeah that's not necessary Nobody need to know how I felt about uh, Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> but going back to the thing, that's I mean, really, when you look at fallen society, like even if, even in the current like down, like the current status of what the fallen are and what they've achieved, compared to what humanity was capable of at the very beginning, like when. Or at the very end, right before the the fall of the traveler, like we had spaceships and everything like that. That's great, but you don't see any of that remaining really active. Like everything that we had has been destroyed, and there's nobody around. Even though we know that there's people who have survived since the collapse, there's nobody around that can operate any of this kind of stuff. Um, there's nothing majorly sophisticated about the majority of the equipment that we see that is any any more advanced than what you see with the fallen. Uh in some of the cases you see even more advanced equipment and wep- and especially when it comes to weapons whenever you're dealing with the fallen. Uh so I don't think that's that's my main reason for believing it's not that the fallen weren't worthy. It's that the fallen weren't the fallen weren't human enough essentially to be like Oh, you're not going to give me what I want. Well, screw you, and I'm going to make you give me what I want. The the fallen actually were just trying to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and when the when the darkness came and the whirl, the whirlwind came, the hive, and they freaking destroyed the or you know they destroyed everything. Freaking, the traveler wasn't was given the option. It's either you can stay here and defend the fallen. Or defend the elixir, or you can take off and fend for yourself. The traveler isn't going to necessarily try to stop the darkness. Like I said, it's it's not looking to try and defeat the darkness because it has another it has another option. It doesn't care about defeating the darkness. It just cares about continuing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very. It, I it left the elixir because the elixir were not cutthroat enough. Do we have to... a record of any? civilization that the traveler had left that wasn't visited by the darkness mm, I don't think so Ooh. that makes the lore of the gift mass all the more relevant mm-hmm. to the conversation as, as, as I think about it because I'm just like okay so why do they call it a gift mast why would the traveler leave like an abundance of light for them to feast on. Well, didn't they say that the gift mask was supposed to be a weapon? 
I'm a. It's been long enough since I've last read it that I'm mm-hmm. willing to be wrong on this, but I don't remember that. I'll also say. But we can look it up because this isn't live. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember at the top of my head either. So. Such I want to say it was something about the gift. The gift mask was supposed to be, in t- or was intended to be, weaponized light. And I know what was it? Not was it the ammonite that had paracausal weaponry granted to them by the light? Um, the ammonite congress. So it's the when I search the gift mask, I'm turned to. Um, God, I suck at Roman numerals. XLVI. I think that's uh It's it's the gift mask though, the from the Book of Sorrows. Mm-hmm. It's um it's the harmony that they're fighting. Mm. Okay. Zevir Wrath goes first. And then comes Sabathun. And then Oryx is mentioned. So it's kind of funny. It says, but first was always Oryx. But it's like, no. Now arrives Zerath. First was always. So it's Oryx, Zebrath, Sabathun. And then Oryx. Yeah. And then Oryx. Real yeah. Oryx. Yeah. <laughs> Oryx is scouts. Sabathun's are, or uh, Zebrath's army. Sabathun's trickery. Then Oryx is conquering. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it's about the harmony being destroyed, and then they tear down what they call the gift mast, which maybe the gift mast is something that they had, the harmony had built in recognition of the traveler. Maybe like it had different meaning to them. Every time I heard that, I always thought of like the gas jets that, that come out of a black hole. Ooh. I always thought about that. But I don't. I don't think that's even remotely probably even even remotely close. Well, or or like a like a quasar or a, one of those like white holes that like mm-hmm. are like very few and far between. Uh, but yeah, so that's 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 what I was referencing. Fans, I'll edit that down if it sounds really bad. Now, an interesting part to that, and an interesting thing bringing into that is that there for a while, the darkness and the light coexisted peacefully. Or at least somewhat. Again, because in that in that same time period where it talks about from Oryx leaving Fundament and actually going out into the universe, there's a massive period of time there that covers that that whole war. Like it looks it looks very quick. Like it's like or Oryx left and immediately declared war on everything. But before they actually attacked, uh, I want it was either the Harmony or the Ammonite Congress, one of the two. Um, they actually came to peace with them, and that's when the whole deal with the Song of Life and the song and the Death Song came into being. Because it actually talks about how that, because again, orcs start to um, sought to seek treaty or start to seek uh, peace with them, and parlay on neutral ground, and then it was Sabathun has rendered it totally neutral, and that's when they split the split the planet in half with the Death Song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really funny as I scrolled down in my search for the gift mast. Mm-hmm. 
there was a page about quasars. Right? Right? Hmm? You can't see it, but I'm making very hilarious gestures with my hands. <laughs> so, okay, I can dig that. I can dig that. But, like, one thing, like, as, as savvy as they are, the, the, the Elixir of the Fallen in particular, one thing that really kind of, like, do you think maybe it was their reverence for the Traveler that prevented them from doing something similar to what Gaul did and, like, force things? Or do you think maybe... Because... They've, they've been our oldest recorded enemy, aside from, like, largely the darkness. They've always been known to be, you know, people who, you know, revered the Traveler as, like, the, the great machine. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be inclined to think it's something like that, but I don't know, honestly. I, I definitely think that's possible, especially when you take a look, like, I mean, for the most part, look at the way that their, uh, their shock and everything is, whenever, like, especially when Aramis destroyed the Servitor. Like some of the writings and everything in the lore, the way it explains whenever a an elixir attacks a machine, uh, whether it be or even a former elixir, if you want to consider the scorn, but the level of heresy and just like, what are you doing? Oh my god, kind of reaction that they have. Um, I would think that would be very much comparable. Like if you were to take somebody like in modern day North America and take it in front of a, take it in front of a church and smash a cross on the ground or something like that. Like that, that's, that's the kind of reaction that you get where it's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. So like, I could definitely see a de a deatific mm -hmm. uh, based reaction or as far as like the religious aspect of just absolute faith in something being question or being the reason that could have stayed their hand as a civilization and i really dig what you what you bring up about uh like like easily recognizable religious symbols mm -hmm. uh uh, uh, uh and, and i really dig that because like they as far as we know like we don't really know what the elixir did before the traveler came there we only know a little bit about their their own golden age in mm -hmm. post so the only one that even seemed remotely similar that I saw that was ever covered in lore was there was a there was a species that fed it that fed it had multiple sets of arms and fed one of its sets of arms to these creatures that emitted or that gave off some kind of an elixir that allowed them to have like existential. Uh, I know what you're talking. Basically, about. allowed them to get high. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, that and was the me, like back in D one, I think. Yeah, it was. And I'm trying, and like to me, that for some, I drew a connection to the fallen almost immediately on that because it sounded very similar to the the give and take that you see between the fallen and the servitors. Like so, maybe the hive ran into these guys and were just like, man, eh, backwater planet, leave them alone. Uh, and then the traveler came there, and they were like, oh, now they're a target. But it never alluded that that 
at any at any point. I don't think there was any direct correlation, so I thought it was a neat similarity at that yeah. point. And it left it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I remember that too. I'm trying to remember if they ever if like they being Bungie ever like said anything about that. But I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's really interesting though that they would because you know, like the whole position of the Archon is to sort of like bridge the gap between the Kel and the uh, Servitor, the mm-hmm. High Servitor. So the Servitors have their own agenda. At least if that's if that's an honest representation of things, that or the Archons just getting over, because they're like the guys who actually know how to push the right buttons on the Servitor. <laughs> Which is still hilarious and great, and I'd be, I'd be here for it. There's the guys throwing the cow intestines all over the table and be like, "Ooh, yeah, that's what I mean." Like, <laughs> like they 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 shake the bones on the ground and then they whisper up to mm-hmm. Willow, "The bones tell me nothing." <laughs> oh gosh! And, and no, I'm you totally. Just said, you said pressing buttons on server, and I just thought of a Simon says. So that's where my brain's at right now. <laughs> dude, dude. All right, all right. So if if you have to play Simon to the Beverly Hills Cop theme song to correctly control a servitor, I am so fucking here for it. I can just see it now. The Archon walks into the bridge and there's the... Or the... Uh, Kale walks into the bridge there's the Archon sitting there playing Dance Dance Revolution on the servitor's eyeball. It's, dude, why do you think they need so many arms? To be a good archon. Yeah, like... The only way you can... That's how they... Your fate of the Kel-Kels back then was a dance-off. Oh, dude. If they had to bring their own cardboard and break dance... Do you think that's how Spider got his chair? Oh, Is he broke dance so hard on <laughs> on them streets that he actually threw like he can't walk anymore with his lower legs? He threw his back out. Yeah. That's yeah, chair. but they everyone respected the move that he pulled off that much. That they're just like, no, like he gets to control shit. Like what do you mean? Like you do a triple Lindy. Yeah, the, the blanket across his lap is actually a cape that they threw around his neck at the end of the dance off. Exactly, exactly. That's how you know it's actually him. Mm-hmm. I still, I still say though, I still say the spider is what you get if the radioactive spider had bit Kingpin instead of Peter Parker. Now I'm sitting there trying to imagine Kingpin climbing up walls and just breaking the window panes off the building as he's falling. Because I'm saying he just becomes like a man spider, like trying to go up there. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> oh jeez. That's 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 and even the voice, especially after Kingpin and Daredevil. Even I just the think voice. Of Kingpin and uh, Spider Verse. That's my. That's the Kingpin that comes to mind. So that's why mm. this image is even funnier. Because he's just <laughs> enormous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
skipped. Yeah, no, he totally skipped leg day. He's got so many arms. Why wouldn't he? Can you imagine if that was what Spider actually looked like underneath that blanket? Just little tiny little legs. (laughs) Like like he can still use them. They're just weak. It's the uh, the Siva legs. He'd almost almost be like Modok. Like Darth Maul. He'd almost be like Modok at that point. (laughs) His little little, tiny little legs kicking out like it's a little baby seat in his rocket chair. His little baby legs. Oh my god, baby legs. It's like Deadpool. (laughs) I was about to say, that was exactly like he just sits there and crosses his legs. (laughs) (laughs) I think you understand how I've uh, called you here, Guardian. Just crosses these two tiny little dreg legs. Hello, little morsel. My my mind. My mind also goes to the Rick and Morty, like, baby legs, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna be in charge of shit, regular legs, I need you to go out and fight shit for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We're gonna work together to make (laughs) Question for you guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If... Let's let's say that my off my off brain theory is is great, like, you know, possible that we made the ghosts. Even though that even if that were the case, do you think if Mithrax died, do you think that the traveler would bring him back? I don't know if the Traveler would, but if we made the ghosts and ghosts have picked up things that weren't human, or at least to start with weren't human, but maybe had achieved a level of what I'm going to reference as personhood, mm-hmm. I think he's totally on the table. However, I'd really love it if it was actually him as Kel of House Light who got to mentor someone getting picked up like, oh, I don't know, Skolas? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I love him. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite plushie. I still have to find it from the move. I haven't found him again, but like that—that's—that's that's my favorite Destiny plushie. Is my Skull Lost plushie? You want Skull Lost to join House Light? I want Risen Skull Lost to join House Light. See, here's my only problem with that. Risen, like we have already proven that Risen can go to either side. Like they they flip flop back and forth. They've mm-hmm. gone they've gone full tilt, bonkers. So now you're telling me you'd like to see a risen skolos that could go your. <laughs> I would like to see a risen skolos that could have a Mithrax mentor buddy. I I just I love this idea. I love it. I'm in love. <laughs> don't have to say anything else. Like skolos is honestly easily top five favorite Dusty characters on my list. Like, I think it'd be really interesting as a concept to see a Risen Elixney. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, with the whole idea of, you know, you're Risen and you don't have your memories. You know, it's kind of like a crow situation. I don't know how a lot of, you know, Lightbearers, Guardians would view a Risen Skolas. I feel like they'd be a lot less inclined to give him the same treatment that we've given, you know, Crow. A lot of guardians you know, might not or even better. recognize it, though. You're, oh yeah, well yeah, 
post Red War Guardians. Because there were ooh. a few. Ooh, ooh. So I have a question, guys. Do you know if new lights from Destiny 2, do they get... Because <coughs> you know there's veteran dialogue for D1 veterans, right? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Do new lights from the Red War get different dialogue than new lights from recently? I think so, actually. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so there's yeah. like three different dialogues going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think there's a couple of them, because uh, I know I hadn't played some of the... Or I had to restart one of my characters that goes to the Titan uh, not too long ago. Restarted it, ran it through, and then definitely got other... Definitely got new dialogue that did not include... Uh, or acted as though I had not participated in Red War. Ooh. Yeah, because I think my um, because I have I have one of each. My mm -hmm. warlock was new to D two, so I get mm -hmm. I get like most of this yeah, stuff this season. Yeah. Nudity. Yeah, nudity two. Nudity two. <laughs> <laughs> Boogaloo. Ooh. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet Ice T would be about that movie. Oh, God. I don't know. I just, I think it's really interesting, you know, because veteran characters, or at least, you know, guardians, would be able to, like, tell new lights and, you know, anyone who hadn't heard of Skolas or, like, past enemies before, because we don't have Prison of Elders, technically. It's just in that one strike in D2, but... The other thing that makes me think about, you know, them wondering about past enemies would be Shadowkeep because of the nightmares we faced. Mm. You know, some of them wouldn't, have, you know, would have had to go and fight these nightmares. Like, who's this, you know, Skolas? Who's Skolas? Who is <laughs> Tanix? They would have to ask somebody to, you know, really have any information on why, like, why is this a nightmare of guardians sort of thing. Same thing with, like, Crota. Yeah. So, there's also that, too. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a Guardian Crota? <laughs> oh, God. No. Ooh. What if Crota got picked up? Oh, God. Oh, man. Which ghost would be that desperate or that specific? <laughs> I just specific, really need yeah. this guy to be 13 feet tall. It's pulled Pork's younger brother. <laughs> oh, man. Sliced ham. I'm going to call... Oh, sliced ham? I was going <laughs> to say braised beef. pork. <laughs> cheddar beef i think it's a cheddar beef i feel like he yeah or i would i would have also accepted pork roll if you wanted to make him shredded from new chicken. jersey there's pulled pork and shredded chicken shredded chicken <laughs> yeah what do you think shredded chicken's name would be after it finally found crota i think it'd be stunt 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 <laughs> Stump. Stump. Or Stumpy. I like that too, but I like Stunt. Because it's stunt. like, ah. <laughs> Oh, God. That's how I feel like. Do you think Crowder would be like Anna Bray? Just wake up with his, like, name etched into his own hand? Because, like, actual Crowder probably forgot? I think he would come. He'd get raised as a guardian, come back, and every single hive around him would be just be looking at it like, "What 
the hell just <laughs> going on? <laughs> He'd just be pew pewing from night from like thirteen feet high, just like pew 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 pew. We'd have to make just special guns just for Why is everybody aiming rocket launchers at me? What's going on? I don't understand. Oh my god, what if it but happened like... like right during the middle of one of the raids? <laughs> oh god, what if he just like... Is, is that why he walks inside the part where he's not supposed to walk inside? Because <laughs> yeah, he just got rezzed? Like... He's like, no yeah, guys, I'm, I'm on your team. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not supposed to be in here? <laughs> oh no. Stop shooting me. <laughs> We're like reporting bugs on Bungie.net. Uh, Crota got back up and won't die? What's going on? <laughs> he's trying to help us? Why is, he, why is he a green bar? Why is he a green bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, the blueberry. Oh, God. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you say his, his uh, name etched in his hand, and I'm thinking of that one thing, like, smudge like writing on hand. Too. You know? It's not exactly mm -hmm. Crota. He's like, what am I, Crouton? Is that my name? I can't read this. It's been too long. It's well, well, Shredded chicken and Crouton. So, <laughs> hey, hey, going, going back. One ball of lettuce short of a Caesar salad. Let's go. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. This is, this is all Seaver and no anchovies. I'm going to have to take that back. Um, actually, go, going back to uh, Felwinter, though, Felwinter has a number etched in his chest. Do you think he was the only one? Or do you think no. Rasputin went multiple man on it and released many exos of himself? Seven. I definitely think many, yeah. Seven, think, as in seven serifs? Yeah, I think there were at least seven. I think that's what, because that was one of the things that they talked about was the seven serifs were were basically they they were ex or when it talks through the uh the Rasputin armor that they gave out for mm -hmm. that season mm -hmm. it talked about how they were they he built specific weapons platforms specifically to be operated by these seven seraphs that were chosen by so him. do you think it was one of the seraphs who potentially <laughs> shot Rasputin in the back or not Rasputin the traveler in the back the proverbial back as it were obviously we shot it in the bottom part of the circle which could be any plate any potentially. place <laughs> potentially but i don't think so i mm. think at that point in time rasputin i don't think rasputin saw the traveler as a way to save humanity because i think at the point in time when the collapse happened rasputin probably gathered the same thing that mara did that having the traveler here is a problem because it's going the darkness is going to keep coming after it while it's here so in Rasputin's mind I would think he would say the traveler should leave and it should go away so any any sub-intelligences that were brought off of him more than likely would come to the same conclusion that's I would why have... I said with I'm Clovis sorry. involved it makes it a more selfish mm -hmm. um, more human idea to come up with to say no 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 we're going to make it stay here well, well, it's I. What what really draws me back to this, and because it's developed by Clovis Bray, the the, the company, I think more specifically like a, a pre death Anna Bray. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really fair statement uh, to make that it sort of programmed it with that code that we we see referenced for O. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if this, then that, and there's that very popular thing. Well, like, he couldn't have done this because, like, he couldn't have done that. And I'm like, well, like, all right, but... That doesn't mean... You know what? That's not the final answer as to nothing shot right. Rasputin in the back. Right. Is all I want to put out there. And, and it, like, full respect to that post. Like, like not trying to downplay it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that being no, to me, never meant that the Traveler wouldn't have dipped out. Especially after we learned the tenets of the speakers. Oh, yeah. Right, like, uh, and now that it's whole, like, I'm super, I'm super worried that it's gonna dip. And also, something else to kind of back your whole thing about, you know, maybe one of the submines freaking did this, or maybe one of the seven seraphs did it, mm-hmm. is the whole concept that was in uh, iRobot, mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, you have the robot that's programmed with the th- uh, the major laws of was it three, yeah, the three laws mm-hmm. of robotics, but he has a second brain that can choose whether or not to actually use them. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Right, and that's what made it. That's what made it actually more human. Was the ability? To oh my god! That makes speak. that makes the seven seraphs the ultimate failsafe to a robotic thing because once if if they achieve personhood, mm-hmm. then they're no longer beholden to their original directives. They can make decisions. And and if you remember correctly, that D one vault that you were talking about, where it yeah. talked about somebody was linking in there, that that was called the seven seraph vault, and that had an unexplored area underneath it that was where a link up to Rasputin and they had seven chairs underneath it. But it was an unexplored and unused area as part of the terrain map that they ended up glitching into. Yo. Okay. Yeah. That always makes me wonder if there was like some puzzle we never found. If Bungie's like one of those like people who's just like, no, I'm gonna let you like miss this. They're not like I, uh I, I kind of hope that they like there are those kind of puzzles, but then at some point I would like for them to come back and be like, Hey, just so you know, these were here, we'll make them available to you now, but you guys missed these along the way that would have freaking spelled out all kinds of stuff for you. So we can be like, Ah <laughs> <laughs> I kinda dig that. Yeah, because uh currently people are glitching into that uh sort of room under the final area in Presage. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing the crown there from Crown of Sorrows. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wonder what we're going to do with that. <laughs> Ooh. I hope it's not put it on. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's all I have to What's say about that. What's the worst that? that could happen? Uh, I mean, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, no, if, if anyone asked me, I would decline. Put, put the, to put the crown on your head? Yeah, no, I like, Taylor Reed, you want to wear this crown? I'm like, ooh, no thanks, chum. <laughs> saw what I, happened to the last guy, not a fan. Yeah, like, I saw what happened to him and his clone brothers many, many times. I feel like that was the only... Like uh, I feel like this doesn't get enough credit. I feel like that's the only canonical outside or the second canonical like repeatable raid, like air quotes, mm-hmm. outside of because alright uh, uh, outside of uh, Riven, in the Dreaming City be on the being on the repeat curse, mm-hmm. um, because 
like, hear me out here. If you go back to um, the first raid of D1, uh, the, what's it called? Vault of Glass. The Vault of Glass, thank you. Uh, you break the Vault of Glass's connection as a conflux of time by defeating the boss. So once you do that, you bring the area that you're in outside of the Vex network. Again, and that's what how you're able to exit. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can't repeatedly do that. They can't rebuild a space that you've reclaimed. Unless they, like, somehow canonically, no. like, reclaim it they, again they had, from you. They have, a, they have a way to do that, or had one. The restorative mind. Right, but we kill him in a strike, too. Or them. Do. I don't multiple, know what it's... Times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was my first uh, solo... Uh, because, you know, in D1, you couldn't have a... You had to do a perfect run if you were going to solo a Nightfall. Mm-hmm. That was my first solo Nightfall. Even after they added the... Um, the uh, the uh, Minotaur that would come up from behind you. <laughs> it was still... I just I just started packing shotguns and rockets for him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Not today! Yeah, it's just like, I know I know you're going to be there, like, boog <laughs> like you're done. <laughs> oh, oh, good times, good times. Uh, but yeah, that was my, uh, mm-hmm. that was my ammo back then. But uh, it, it would be really interesting to me for, because uh, the Volta Glass doesn't count, but like, so for these other two, the curse being on like this three-peat, Three, three week repeat cycle mm-hmm. this this was the second time where it kind of makes sense that you could keep going in well the plus the original callus raid oh yeah like, like the original callus raid you were just defeating the same robot over and over and over again and yeah he had like a bunch of them down underneath in his like leviathan basement which ooh like I can't find it anywhere in the lore. Where is the Leviathan this season? He he went off on the Glycon, and what I what I kind of assume was become Ascendant, mm-hmm. a la Toland, finally. Uh, well, it's similarly very different method. Oh, uh, so it, from what I saw, or from what I was reading, it didn't like Toland. Basically, from my understanding, got tore apart. Like he's he's a like he's essentially a spirit at this point he's not he doesn't really have any physical form in in the reality that we live in or in the uh the the section of reality that we live in Mm -hmm. whereas with callus he he does exist on our plane but it's not as something that's it's not quite the same thing as what tolan is but it's definitely something that is imbued of a similar ascendant kind of Ooh. energy, but it's I, physically manifestation. I mean, I mean, here. post the Glycon. I think what oh. happened on the Glycon allowed him to legitimately ascend. Mm. You, you don't think he was legitimately ascendant before? No, I think it was kind of like a failed attempt. I think he had so, different like darkness powers. I think his body had been warped, but he was still uh-huh. in our realm. So what do you think the uh, the realm? Whenever you got teleported during the first raid and you saw his head yeah. up there, do you think that was or was not the ascendant plane? 
I think he made, I think he almost did like something similar to Marasov, and I want to put a pin in that, mentioning her mm-hmm. name. <laughs> I think I think he did something similar to her, where in that case you're in your his own little pocket universe, mm-hmm. where he's actually interacting with the machinery from as his gelatinous sort of amorphous form. Um, that being said, if I think that's similar, I think that really lends to the idea that. In the dark future, Mara was able to control the Leviathan and took and took his like homebrew legion from him. Why? What makes you say that? Well, because I think I think what I think the force of will and things that went into Mara sort of like arguably ascending twice the first time being during the uh creation of the awoken and the second time being um in the battle against orcs mm-hmm. and and only being able to see her in in what i can only call like her own pocket realm in d2 yeah yeah throne world perhaps? yeah perhaps hmm. Hmm. i love the idea of throne worlds yeah same yeah i concur but that's 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 why i say maybe that's like a facsimile version but it seems like he definitely got like the raw like shit end poorly transcribed version of how to do that again like she had all the time in the world to figure out how to even like recreate everyone in her own pocket universe just because she had the strongest will Well, and also hers, hers was also freaking inspired by the light, or het was both light and darkness pushed. Mm-hmm. Like hers was her, she, that whole cataclysmic event happened because both the light and dark were acting on her in the same instance. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Callus, I don't, I don't think we have any uh, recollection or anything pointing to him as having been involved with the light at all, just the darkness. Mm. Unless their home world was involved with the traveler at one point, <clears throat> which, to correct me if I'm wrong, the if the traveler was not at the Cabal's home world, that would be the only race that we are tra- or that we are following that the Hive actually destroyed that had nothing to do with the traveler. Did all of the worlds and, and and I think you're right here, but I just want to confirm: Did all of the worlds that they visited in their Book of Sorrows? Did all of them have previously been visited by the Traveler? I want to say yes, because they were talking about chasing it down, and they were bouncing from system to system, chasing it down. Right. But at the same time. I don't want to say yes because our system had hive in it before the traveler even got here. And I think you're right for the majority of their stories, but there's also um, mention of, especially Zivu Araf breaking off with her war moons. Mm-hmm. When 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 the when the the siblings split up. 
so it seems like they may like while that was the initial thing they may have been just like just pursuing because like everything has light right according to the speaker right yeah Hmm. Hmm. That's been one of those things where I kind of, like, the idea of the Hive being the most ancient ones and, like, how they ran into these other groups. Like, the the Hidden Swarm has existed on the moon, if Toland is to be believed, since before we ever landed on it in the first place. Long long before we ever got there. So. We also have time-traveling Hive within the own Hive lore. I, I still submit, I still submit whatever the protoplanet Luna was before mm-hmm. it collided with Earth was a Crota War Moon. Wait, okay, so wait, what, what that collided with Earth? Uh, uh, so, so, um, in actual history, mm-hmm. Proto-Earth collided with another planet Okay. Okay. And that's and, what, and, and the mass and, and 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 yeah, you're on the same page with me now. But but for the listeners' sake, uh, if they don't know, the the mass that was left over from that formed Luna, our moon. So like, uh, proto Earth and another proto planet collided in like the very early solar system. Uh, and and that's that's where we got our moon from. Uh oversimplified but fun fact <laughs> uh, yeah so so i've 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 been of the like in universe fan theory that uh crota specifically being a time traveling hive mm-hmm. being flung through the vex gate i've okay so yeah okay i could see that yeah i've i've been of the place that that was where his throne world was that is the left submass of a uh, like protoplanet that collided with proto earth that mm-hmm. is a place that even in the golden age there was uh those cards in d1 that talked about like those giant worms creating all the tunnels down there mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also know that's where the first like spot of darkness was discovered uh in k1 like I'm I'm still I I'm still a big fan of the theory that Luna is what's left of a hive uh war moon. <clears throat> well the only pro- so the only thing with that then is that didn't wasn't Zybu Arath the one with the war moons and then Oryx just kept his uh his fleet? So then wouldn't that, wouldn't that make the Hidden Swarm actually belong to Zyburoth? I'm here for that. Um, I, get, I guess where I'm coming from is more that because he was flung through the gate, mm-hmm. he could go millions okay. of years in the gotcha. past like and, and kind of like form on there, even if he's not... You know what I mean? Even if he has to yeah. kind of like, 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 yeah, like bend the knee to his, like, you know, stronger aunt. Okay, I no, I, I can, I can see what you're saying. You're basically that Crota, Crota's army was using the War Moon. Yeah. No. Okay. <clears throat> or, or like, or even maybe, maybe he learned it from her. 
Yeah. Because that's how he learned how to cut into realities, even if they were playing a joke on him. He he he's definitely learned stuff from his from his uh from aunts. His aunt. Yeah. And aunts potentially aunts. uncles. And potentially uncles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I was coming from from that. Uh just, just being in that family tree, uh and knowing that it was a hive thing. It it, it is noted for Zebu Ratho, you're hundred percent right. Right? <laughs> just hit proto earth. Yeah, like... that moment of just like, ooh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Give your topic for next week. Mm. I mean, I'm happy to revisit it. I'm happy to revisit it. Everyone's welcome back if they want to jump in on that. <laughs> on that topic, too. I promise if it's next week, I should be able to hop on earlier if, if that helps anything. Oh, oh, dude! Like you're fine. You're fine. I'm, I'm uber flexible. Uh, for whatever that's worth, as always, and and I, cause I have like zero responsibilities at this time of day, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with uh with uh what whatever anyone can. For anyone listening who might also be a potential guest. I will always accommodate you because I invited you for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but sort of back on track here. Guys, the silliest part to me is they've... (laughs) Talking about things that the Elixir can't master... How come they don't ride in the giant mechs that they build? How come it's a servitor piloting the brig? What the F? Because they watch Guardians blow them up all the time. Who in their right <laughs> mind would want to hop in one? That's exactly what I'm I was saying. Like, they don't want to pilot that thing. I'm saying that... Ooh. Might as well just paint a big red target on you and be like, shoot me first. <laughs> I, would, I would make it out of the same stuff they make their brigs out of. I don't know. They could always... Has anyone ever suggested, and I doubt they have because they'd probably be doing this, but just a remote control? Just like a giant... A drone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of the iRobots, those toys. I'm just those thinking... Like, little fancy guys. <laughs> I'm thinking of a fallen operating a claw machine. Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm thinking of a fallen version of that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where they're running away from that... that that race that just like you know they they remote control into all their defenses it's oh, like a video God. game to them mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's it's who's gonna make the adam warlock for whatever's that worth they're like the gold skin guys but yeah about the, you bust into the room to fight this army of a of a Lixney and it's like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of the captains just huddled over a computer screen looking back over their shoulder like what <laughs> like, like little controllers and shit in there. They hands. like they see you. They're clicking away on like multiple mouses <laughs> with their arms, and then like all you hear is like a whir in the background, and then all you see is drones crash into the room, ready to fight you. Land party. Oh, that oh, makes God. me so happy. That makes me so happy. Go away, guardians. We're uh, we're raiding. We're playing Doom. Destiny <laughs> subliminally mess or subliminally supporting Xbox. I would. <laughs> yeah. 
I would be so happy if you broke it on there. They're not even fighting you. They're just playing Unreal Tournament on, like, old <laughs> yeah. 90s computers. Yeah. yeah. That's all they're doing. Or just watching oh, anime. <laughs> half, half and half. Porque no los half dos. Half and half. There we go. Yeah. There we Porque go. no los dos. Yeah, the anime guys. The anime guys are also clicking away with all their arms, though. Consuming yeah, as enough. much anime as possible. <laughs> with their spider eyes. We don't mess with the dregs. They're weebs. Go away. They <laughs> <laughs> call me out. Jeez. <laughs> Aww. Uh, nothing wrong with being a weeb. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. Oh, per uh, <laughs> oh yes, the guy duct taped. The guy duct taped to the land party. Yep. That is a fantastic. These are all things I need to redraw. That is a fantastic, <laughs> and it's one of those things that you can tell it's actually early two thousand, like maybe two thousand itself, because he's in like he has the square flat. Uh, monitor. Computer monitor. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the window that has the uh, bed sheet taped over it in the background too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty. That's not. No, it looks like someone's using his kilt or like a baby's blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that actually looks like some of the uh, the beds that we have in our barracks, and oh somebody's God. boxers are hung up underneath the barracks <laughs> or underneath the bed. <laughs> this is this part of what it looks like. I just want to know what happens when he's got to use the bathroom. Just he go, doesn't. Man. Dude, Just he does. He doesn't even have napkins. I mean, that's what got. This sounds silly, but this guys do got bottles and stuff, right? Well, no, he's got a pillow on his crotch. Look at that. Look at the photo. After there's, my there's after my last deployment, Eric, I don't trust people using bottles. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have a horrible story for that one. Oh. I mean, I've I've seen you, dumb and dumber. Must, it, it, it might as well be one of those. You must be at least this tall to ride this ride kind of oh, stories. No. No, you we're... must be at least this. You must be at least this capable of getting it outside of your suit. Oh my! Oh my! My, my A driver got sprayed, and I freaking took cover. Oh. The, I was like, "Oh my god!" I like, I like, I like how the language is sound similar to me. Like when it sounds like being being in like some sort of like you know combat or exercise. Like I had to take cover. I did. <laughs> that was an indirect fire. Thank you was very that, much. Was that, that was, was that fire. Was that was that was that like was that like one of one of the many times you were like, thank God for this training? Um I don't think I was ever trained for that. <laughs> but it applied. It applied. It, yeah. Moment. yeah. It definitely had lasting less lesson impression, that's for sure. I don't I don't know if I would have been so quick on my feet. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. I'm just looking at this photo and I'm looking at the pizza. This man has no <laughs> napkins and it's giving me anxiety for his computer <laughs> like twenty years ago. He's giving me total anxiety over his computer 20 years ago, and I'm like, all your blood is rushing to your arms. What are you doing? And the other part, like, how inefficient is that? He's got a pole. Yeah. That's right there next to his head with his arm wrapped around it. Yeah. You could have been anywhere. That's where you chose. The more you look at this photo, just the more you think, even the more you see, and the more you discover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, although, although that appears to be a sweet jacket folded up on top of a box. 
Mm-hmm. In what it, I, and and what really bugs me is like he had a standing desk. He could have just stood. <laughs> he actually would have maybe taken up less space. <laughs> then, then if he, then if, then, then choosing to do this, this is totally, huh? totally unnecessary. I mean, it's the experience. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, I probably, I mean, I don't know. Two, 2001 me? I don't know if I would have been light enough for you to duct tape me. That was quite the oh, hefty I boy. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I am tiny. Would, so would you, would you, would you duct tape yourself to an exposed rafter? I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have to pay me to do it. I'd do it right now, nice. <laughs> Really? That's yeah. all it takes? Uh, Just like, hey, know. we're willing to duct tape you to this. Like, all right, let's do it. Duct tape me to the wall. I don't care. Do it. Okay. I want to build. <laughs> maybe we can add this to the Five Timers Club Lounge <laughs> at GCX. Maybe maybe I can the, do, the like. Hair, the kitty pole, grace tape to a wall. <laughs> <laughs> just, tape, tape. Oh yeah, it's just it's just for people who've been on the show five times though. You have the opportunity to duct tape her to the wall. <laughs> just... You too can have a piece of tape strapped across her. I would have also, but but my, my actual thought is maybe we make a velcro wall in the back, and you just put on a suit and just jump yes. on it and be stuck there. Like, and this is my life now. And then, and then, if you're Grace, we can let other people come in at a premium to just duct tape you over the Velcro. Oh God! <laughs> well, that could, be, that could be my booth because I'll be boothing it, guarding concert. There you go. Oh, nice! I'll just be Velcro to the wall and just be like, yeah, money goes in the jar. Take the print you want. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> don't don't expect me to get down from the wall to go get it for you. No, I can't. Yeah, I'm probably too late to do it this year, but I'm still going to look into it. Having the idea now, right. as people are, are already the, uh, the online one. Is it is it is it going to be online again this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah they made it online. They're doing a uh, a virtual tour. Does that mean my tickets roll over again? They yes. do. Yes. Okay. Into next year as well. So. Okay. I just. So if you... If you purchase the t- a ticket, physical ticket for the last one, you get automatic entry into this one, plus the next physical Guardian Con that occurs, your ticket will roll into that. So the only, pay- only people who have to pay for it are the ones who did not purchase the ticket for last year, if I understood everything correctly. Well, did I can you take that. Impression, Grace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can dig that. So if I'm looking for table space that's still like on the table, so to speak, no pun intended. Possibly. It might already be booked up too. That's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I know Artist Alley is currently still full, so. Ooh yeah, yeah. You know, it's a pipe dream. Maybe I'll set up a funny booth outside, just there outside, just outside, but like legal enough that all I'm doing is like not even selling anything, so they can't be mad at me. No, no, it's a dream within a dream. We'll figure it out. Let's say, this... hey, just hang out with the cosplayers. Hang out with the cosplayers, and and I can dress as the five timers club lounge. There you go. <laughs> you can dress as the chair. Oh man, I don't know if I could afford that much upholstery. I mean, it's one way to get people to sit in your lap, right? 
Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. Kari might not be happy with that. <laughs> I mean, she might be. I don't I don't know her life, but like my 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 guess is my guess is she would not be. Not if it was my idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the scapegoat now. I'm the, I'm your scapegoat. It was Wicked's idea. He said to do it. All right, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> Wicked, if you get blamed for random ideas, I apologize. It's okay. Just send her my way. Okay. Okay. I'll do so. I'll do so. I'll do so. <laughs> so one thing. End with chair cosplay. End with chair cosplay. Circling back, guys, one one thing I did I did want to bring up uh, was the light. Just going back to the accessibility I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The light seems to be way more exclusive. Like, especially with the idea that perhaps the ghosts or something club spray or like you know our Earth technology even even by large by more large because i would actually say it would be very interesting to me that it would be clovis bray who figured out the ghosts as opposed to someone like the black armory because okay. radiance versus clarity clarity being based on darkness and radiance seemingly being based on light as to create the exo uh-huh. i would say that someone who was able to like use light to do that would have the greater chance to create something like ghosts outside of the traveler's influence but that that's just sort of like adding that to the conversation. I don't yeah. actually like have anything to back that up <laughs> for what that's worth. Um, but going going back to that, as far as like demonstrable, like easy to talk about, like light based powers, you have the guardians, and, and for for sake of already of argument, if if the guardians by way of ghosts, had to be something that had to be kind of like stolen or subverted from the Traveler. Why is the light so exclusive? It keeps blessing people, but it doesn't actually... It, it's like a kung fu master protecting your town, but not teaching anyone how to fight. And well, then leaving. Is it the Traveler being exclusive, or is it the ghost being exclusive? That's an and excellent we, point. And... Again, going back to the whole thing of if the Traveler never wanted the energy to be in the hands of Guardians in the first place and the ghosts were basically used to subvert that whole process, then, yeah, it could be that the Light was just like, this power is not for you or it's not meant to be used in this way. Like Because, again, the, the, everybody was making advances. Advancements were being made. So for... So we just don't know how or in what way those adv- the advancements were to, you know, were because of the light's influence. And I think that's one of the biggest disconnects right now mm-hmm. is that we don't have a direct um, correlation between, okay, how did light increase human life expectancy? How did the light, um, you know, increase our technological advances and everything like that. Cause it wasn't the actual energy itself that we utilized because we didn't, we don't have anything that uses light other than the guardians. It's just, these things happened. So what was the light actually affecting? So, and I think that's part of why is because the light, I don't think was ever meant to be used as a weapon. So these ghosts were brought in to make it be used as a weapon because again, the energy that we use, like arc, void, solar, mm-hmm. 
they can be used without light. The, all of our enemies do it all the time. They have void shields, they have void weapons, they have arc shields and arc weapons, you know, all that stuff. They use the same types of energy, it's just not run through a conduit of light. Which light do you think is in people? Hmm? Well, you know how light and darkness is in everyone, but there's different shades of light so far. We, we've seen other forms of darkness, but it still seems to be like the the only like real clear like flavor that we've been able to taste like you know air quotes mm -hmm. yeah has been stasis <clears throat> i i wonder if hmm. to your point to your point like mm -hmm. like to take to, to take the question further i kind of wonder if like the the barrier for entry notwithstanding, mm -hmm. I wonder if you actually have more play with what you can actually do with the light. Because we already have three different flavors, right? As you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I it's really it's really Grace, I'm gonna call you I'm gonna call on you here, which you're a teacher, so I find this I find it a little bit of irony as always as always having been a student myself. So I'm gonna call on you. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious about your about your thoughts on this. Like, uh, we have more different types of light that we're able to wield, but but like versus that sort of like maybe easier barrier of entry into using the darkness. Mm -hmm. I'm just sort of curious on your thoughts on that. I mean, as someone who kind of likes to bend canon to create things out of existing lore, obviously, um, you know, like you guys have been saying, we have Void, Arc, and Solar as our light subclasses. We have, so far, you know, the darkness has given us stasis to learn and to wield. Um, sorry, my cat, you may hear my cat here in a second. She just decided to come in. But no, we love that. Stop. I'm leaving it in. We were a kitty-friendly podcast. Here. They can come meow at us. That is that is a hundred percent okay. But um, I I would like to think that you know come with, coming with you know Witch Queen and you know be uh what is it Lightfall I I believe is that is that what the one after Witch Queen is Yep 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 Yeah that I'd like to think that you know you guys keep saying the flavors of darkness and flavors of light I would like to think that we could eventually learn how to use, you know, ascendant energy with like the taken and stuff like that. So I feel like that's always going to be a possibility. You know, there's such a big stir right now about SIVA or like doing a whole season or a whole subclass based around SIVA, but that's not necessarily darkness. It's more just a malevolent force person. You, you know what I mean? It's technology so, for sure. Yep. Yeah. So it could be considered a, air quote flavor of darkness just because enemies used it against us but we you know kind of came across it as well but i don't know i that's really all i got is just like i i, I think that there's always the possibility for us to learn another type of subclass of darkness because otherwise why would they have given us that category but i can take that i don't know i would i would really like to think that 
and I'd like to hope too, because it's, you know, one of my guardians can wield taken energy. So it's like, I would love to think that that could the become canon spot. at some point. So, yeah. That'd be, that'd be super cool too, because the, um, the whole idea, if we go back to D one of like what it is to be taken, is to be mm -hmm. like kind of broken down and remade in mm -hmm. a vision of what I don't know it's through the perception of what you lacked uh, in my view it, it it always felt like Oryx was talking to these people and saying mm -hmm. like this is how you were weak but I'm gonna make you strong there now like yep. blah 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 and so the idea like that to me sounds like a really cool fucking power like, I mean, you could, you know, because Ascendant Realm is tied to the whole Taken stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, thinking of, so, so, we, you know, we were originally talking about why Elixir have never, like, used the light, but they've been able to kind of use the dark. Mm -hmm. I, I really think that would be a really interesting thing, that that would kind of be their kind of, you know, thing with the darkness is the Ascendant Realm and Taken energy and... I mean, as far as like abilities go, could you imagine us being able to wheel taken energy and, you know, so cool. um, oh, what was it? There, I believe, isn't it Gemini Jesters one of the perks that if you dodge as a hunter that it confuses the the enemies it, nearby? It blocks out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> that could easily be a class ability. You know, kind of think of like Apex Legends with Wraith. You know, being able to open up a portal and, you know, quickly transport to another part of the map really quick, mm. and then your allies could use that. You know. There's a lot of different things you could use that exist within Destiny that could serve as subclass right. abilities as another, you know, darkness subclass being taken. I don't know. I just think it'd be really interesting. And so, I feel like anything the Elixir pick up, it could possibly be that. So I have I have a crazy idea. Mm hmm That for a taken power what you did was you actually swapped class powers for subclass abilities. Because it looks at who you are and it gives you what you lacked. So maybe 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 <clears throat> warlocks are putting shields up in front of them now. <laughs> but maybe theirs come innately with like the being able to shoot through it or like some silly shit like that that makes it a little more like warlocky their take on it. So like ramparts Maybe hunters can convert their grenade into something silly now. Instead of being able to throw something. So shoulder charging hunter? Yeah. Hunters Titans. Titans have the abilities of warlocks and hunters and hunters yeah. Yeah, like kind of play musical chairs with the powers. <laughs> I think that would be chaos. fun. Would... Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, yeah, wicked absolute chaos. Yeah. <laughs> think about balancing that, that out. That well, but crazy. it's just as balanced as it's always been. It's just on a different class now. The only thing that changes is the jump. I was about to say that actually makes it even more balanced because now you're giving everybody the same school or the same tool sets. To right. Mm -hmm. That makes it more balanced. But, so. And Question you've this. taken someone else's abilities. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there you go, Taylor. There you go, Taylor. Cat, 
to uh, bounce off of what you were or add on to it. If you're running a class or you're one, running one of the abilities, it disables it for any of the other players running the base subclass that has that. Ooh! So, so Wicked, that reminds me, <laughs> is as nasty, if not more, than an idea I had for reflection of a potential, like, a fungus-based power, darkness fungus. Uh-huh. Because I went to um, uh, Cordyceps immediately, like like last like Last of Us. So I was like, "What if you hit someone with your class ability in Crucible, and now your team looks like they're like like everything's flipped? So they see their team members as red, and they see you as green." Mm-hmm. They're like oh, a delusion. So yeah. <laughs> And they can damage their own players now. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly fire gets turned on, they can still oh. shoot you. But they have to make the conscious decision of paying attention to whose name is what. Oh. Oh, that'd be brutal. I'll, I'll just say this right now. Destiny with Friendly Fire. It, oh it would be the most fun, fun. principal experience. <laughs> yeah. <ever>. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just fuck up people's perception of things. Based on your super or your like class no ability, no one ever block my sniper rifle ever again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the walk down your line of sight, they're the ones who get sniped and sent. It's like, well, Not today, maybe you lose I'm score sure. if you shoot people that are actually on your team. That's like Rainbow Six. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Strike. Oh, so speaking of the darkness spore thing that you were talking about, mm -hmm. looking at like everything that's been going on with the glycon and everything like that, so. And drifter and all that stuff all the stuff that's been growing around this is that's what i think is leading to our next subclass mm -hmm. i think i think that the what we were seeing there like with that actual true darkness or the the manifestations of whatever is causing the darkness to mm -hmm. appear like i think it's going to have something to do with that which is why i'm leaning towards the the poison or Everybody's saying poison subclass. I actually think it's a necromancy subclass. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Very kind of hive like. Yeah. I really I, like I, that. I definitely am thinking it's going to be more of a necromancy or something revolving around death. Because so, what we've seen so far is the, the light powers are kinetic based, whereas the dark powers, at least with, with stasis, is like bringing it to zero energy. Wait, wait. What if, what if warlocks get their self res back? In that way, you see what I'm saying? Ooh. Because everybody, I, I, that would be very interesting. I get to break raids again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Sniped every other crucible match. <laughs> oh God. What if, what if by giving the force push to hunters, you can just as soon as the raid comes back, just push him off? <laughs> oh my God. Like, sorry, Atheon, you have to fall. <laughs> you have I'm trying to be to think. sacrificed. But yeah, I'm really hoping that we get some of the necromantic powers. Like, the ability... Honestly, to me, necromancy would be much more useful or much more easy, easier to come up with, at least, as far as concepts to affect in PvE than it would be in PvP. Mm-hmm. But like, could you imagine like if you killed like having a necromantic power and you killed a guardian in PvP? 
but then were like I don't know able to say check it out the guy I just killed in PvP a doppelganger of him is now on my team that's exactly what I was thinking Dude. Yo, that would be so cool or if it's also oh, very God. creepy because yet would lose all autonomy and would have to you have to watch him walk around and just oh ooh, gives me a chill. <laughs> <laughs> the tingles down the spine oh it's so cool <laughs> yeah no the the idea that you can mess with people's perception of who their friends and foes are because like it, it just it just goes back to teamers friendship punch in d1 <laughs> teamers punch. yeah the friendship yeah. punch was my favorite pve you're a hive knight and I hate you. Hello, friend. That's what, dude, I used to walk up to the person who like annoyed me the most in a fight, like punch them, uh -huh. and then they were my buddy now, and we were like, yeah, we were tango and cash. Brothers unite. Yeah, until I had to put them down. <laughs> so that I could progress. <laughs> Give them a high five to get them on your side, and then you're like, sorry. The sun's getting Just real low, kidding. but... If I could run away into the next area without, but a lot of times just even though you had them as your friend now, you still had to kill them just to progress yeah. the mission, which is very sad to me. <laughs> I always, dude, those, those boomers that would run out, like if you could punch like an acolyte that showed up with, with a boom gun. Mm. They would launch it as vigorously at their friends as they had once done at you. And it was the most hilarious thing. You could just go hide and they'd be like, boom, 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 like, destroy everything. It was amazing. And I can't wait for the friendship punch to come back. You will? I, I, you know, like, I'm always secretly hoping whenever I get, like, the feedback surveys, I'm always like, hey, what about that friendship punch? But I don't call it that because I don't assume they know the nickname I gave it. <laughs> so, hey, what about teamers? That was pretty cool. What about a season of friendship punches? <laughs> season of the worthy. Season of the friendship punches. This is sad. Just like when you can make everyone, even the boss, on your side. Yeah. What if you can go punch the boss and he was your buddy now and just clears out all his own ads? <laughs> all six, all six members of the raid team freaking gather together by our powers combined. Oh, the ribbon is I, ours. I, I, all the way. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, is I'm totally here to do that and then show up like tuxedo mask at the end and act like I helped. <laughs> but you didn't do anything. No, like <laughs> away. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> My work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> like cape away. <laughs> yeah, what to say? <laughs> yeah, no. My hunter. Mm -hmm. My work here is done. Mm -hmm. flourishes. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my hunter's cannon as well. He's actually just Tuxedo Mask. Every raid and everything he did that was super cool in the lore he actually got carried to by various friends of his. <laughs> God. 
And he always just kind of like, all right, my work here is done. But, like, I just carried you. I told you to hide in the corner so that I could, yep, like, you're welcome. And I did it flawlessly. Yeah, like, spazzes away. <laughs> with the sweet emblem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's... That's a Taylor uh, B is in the lore. <laughs> His only skill is that he's good at not dying. <laughs> not at killing stuff. Not, not at being killing good. stuff, just, not, just staying alive. Yeah, like, how did you hide from everything? Well, you guys were getting killed over there, so I ran over here. See, if you look behind this plant, right here in the small little crevice of the wall. <laughs> picture of Spongebob where he's pointing at the window and just his hat poking out like there I am that's me <laughs> I was there I helped <laughs> oh guys thank you thank you I I I, I I've, I've really appreciate it I'm, I'm gonna take us into uh, some final because this is a little off off of uh, off of a traditional uh, I guess for this show um, theory but uh Let's go. Let's let's go into some final uh, final observations, final thoughts on the plausibilities here. So I'll start with uh, I'll start with Wicked. What are your uh, What are your final thoughts? If you if and want you want to crank it up to eleven, you may. But that's not that's not going to be on the table if you want to tonight. Uh, if I want to crank it up to eleven, yes, you may. Mm. You always uh, have the option. It's in your hip pocket. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> um, 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 maybe you have an apron on? <laughs> I don't know your life. <laughs> um, so, in regards to, so, as far as the, I'm going to go with, because really we were asking, you know, what is the likelihood of right? Like were mm -hmm. the did the fallen or were the fallen not worthy of the traveler? Is that basically what we're asking for? The plausibility of or Well, we're kind of wondering if there was some sort of overlying reason as to why they couldn't Okay. They couldn't harness light as 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 a form of energy technology, what have you. When they well, seem so it, it, with the larger question of like is the light like hyper selective and exclusive okay so i would say that the elixir did not get did not get their powers not because they were not un, unworthy of having powers necessarily mm -hmm. but because the traveler didn't care to give it, its powers away it's not selective it has a completely different goal set it's not even it wasn't even remotely meant to give its power away it never wanted to give its power away so that's that's my that's my view on it that's what i think happened and that's the reason why humanity was quote unquote chosen is because Ooh. we made it choose us we we forced it we forced the yeah. decision we gave it we an ultimatum and said give me give me give me i i you know i've always i've always been on the like i really like that it was rasputin who came up with the idea which seems uh -huh. to which seems to be canon whether you think he actually did it or not but I've I've always loved the idea that that our perfect defense that we laid out for ourselves through the influence of the traveler mm -hmm. determined okay. that the traveler needed to be shot in the fucking back if it was going to run away. 
Like, no, like, that's worse than being against us. Fuck you, Traveler. (laughs) (laughs) You're an asshole. Yeah. 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 No, I I totally, and I totally love that it's like a a Sputnik defense satellite that's just like, yeah, no, they're assholes. That's that's, that's an on-off. Is it running away? Asshole. <laughs> like, Marta, traveler, don't move. Yeah. <laughs> could be tougher than you. In oh. Soviet Russia, traveler chooses you. No way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can't believe we we made it this long. <laughs> Finally. <We did>. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I I tried to fight it for so long. You don't even know. You don't even know. Um, Grace, Grace. Uh, same same question to you. With the option to turn it turn it up to eleven, if you so choose. Uh, I think, you know, on the turn, you know, on the topic of light versus dark, I just think that. Well, the Traveler did, you know, visit the Elixni. They had their quote-unquote, you know, golden age, per se, before the whirlwind happened. I just, you know, with the darkness, I just think it's a little bit more accessible, like we've been talking about, and easier to learn and to wield. And in terms of the light, I just don't think it was really in their interest, so... I don't. I just don't think it, it mixed with the elixir as much as it did with humanity. And like Wicked said, you know, I, I can't disagree with the fact that yeah, we kind of forced its hand a little bit, and we're like, gimme. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I share pretty much the same sentiments. I can dig that. I can dig that a lot. For for me, I'm I'm kind of in the same pages as you guys. I think there's there's a lot to be said about humanity's sort of a. It, 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 Speaking to the narrative, guys, like, listeners, like, don't, don't feel like I'm judging you as a human. I swear to God, I'm not. And if, if someone not human is listening, I am impressed. But he is judging you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you feel wise about that, please write in. <laughs> I, will, I will respond, I promise. <laughs> We'd love to have you as a guest on our show. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah, for destiny, destiny-related purposes. <laughs> like, I want, I want, yeah, I have no ulterior motive at all there. <laughs> First contact brought to you by. <laughs> First contact? Question mark. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man, oh, man. So, uh, for, for me, I, 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 I think I'm on the same page you guys are in terms that I, I I think it's really sort of forcing the light to make a choice is the difference between us and the Alexni, us being humans, and things that either became or were based on humans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all the difference in the world. I think, as we sort of touched upon earlier, with the Alexni, even in fighting us to reclaim the great machine they never considered to restrain it like the cabal did they wanted well that's not true because there was one elixir that did approach um 
not until after everything happened. I would say you're right. After the Red War? Yeah, there was one of Lixney that... Okay, fair. But I just meant on their own devices. Yeah. Yeah, like, on on their own devices, they never, like, considered, like, restraining the Traveler. Because they Mm -hmm. revere it. Sort of to, like, I think a lot of points we we made earlier in the conversation. So, to Mm -hmm. me, that makes... That makes all the difference. I, 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 I think it's that at their heart they never wanted to be forceful with the mm-hmm. Traveler. They just wanted it back. Uh, and, and, and I think that makes all the difference. Whereas we were like, oh, you're going to leave Kapow Pow. Or at least we set up some failsafe that was willing to like shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think that's the biggest difference. Oh man. Thank you guys so much for being for being my guest tonight. This was uh this was super super fun and uh anyone willing to come back next week to talk about Absolutely very stuff. Everyone everyone is always welcome back. Uh as is as is uh case in the show. Everyone's everyone's allowed to drop in, so you always have the action. Um <laughs> So yeah, um, Grace. In the off chance anyone doesn't know where to find you already, where can your new fans find you? My new fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am predominantly on Twitter these days. Uh, my main account is Night Stalker with three eyes. Um, my art account is linked in the bio of that account, but that is also uh, Lizard Draws, two eyes, two Ds. Um, and I play Destiny 2 on PS4, so those are the places you can find me. Awesome. And and listeners, she's the one who designed our kick-ass uh, emblem for the, uh, S, uh, the Underground SRL, right. which finally it, concluded. It, it, <laughs> totally legal and vanguard sanctioned not underground secret Um, so 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 i did i did i did i did look it up i I did look it up it's our symbol i'm not selling the symbol to anyone and so i'm allowed to do that so we're we're all safe i i i consulted i consulted people about that i was like if i'm just doing something for a thing that doesn't make money am i allowed to do that they're like yeah do what the fuck you want so like all right thumbs up (laughs) yeah so (laughs) So, if anything i'm giving them extra promotion (laughs) and those are those are in the works now um wicked you've been on here so many times i doubt there's anyone who doesn't know where to find you but in the off chance i made new fans since the last time you were here where can your new fans find you uh anybody coming in they can find me on playstation i play uh, wicked jester on playstation 4 on twitter i've been off and on lately a lot on there helping out Raz or on uh Raz's actual site because i'm helping her out with all of her projects and her shop so kind of taking a break from a lot of the other avenues i also do have a youtube but i have not updated it recently because again just lots of everything in life been catching up so i've been taking care of some personal shit lately 
I can dig it. I can dig it. And and Raz for anyone who doesn't know is Razor's Edge, right? Razor's Edge Raz. She is a great friend of the show. She is a fantastic shop with a lot of kick-ass shit. She makes some cool stuff, dude. Like anybody who hasn't seen her work is like yeah. easily missing out on some serious talent and we, some really cool stuff. We retweeted uh as as often as i catch it in 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 the feed for my my twitter and and the shows well thank you um yeah yeah no no worries no worries but uh and and we uh so so feel free uh the reference at the end of this to to go through our feed and uh figure out uh at razor's edge raz raz um check out her stuff like it's it's really so goddamn cool Like, yeah, yeah. I may have dropped hints to my sigo about some items from her shop. <laughs> Just putting that out there, because my sigo also listens to my show because he's very supportive and great. <laughs> so this might be a reaffirmation on my is wants. It, <laughs> so, is it the way? Is it the way? Yes. Is it the way? <laughs> okay. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for coming again. Um, do do uh, Grace, do you have any shout-outs on our way out here? Um, I have a friend who makes some really cool artwork. Uh, her name is uh, Macy. She's at Rift Rift Sune on Twitter. I retweet a bunch of her stuff all the time. I definitely want to mm-hmm. shout her out. Um, if anybody is interested in Dungeons and Dragons and live plays, so things that get live streamed as the games are played, I play in a game called Laser Swords and Sorcery. So that's every Sunday we play it live, and we'd love to have some more viewers. Um, but I, yeah, if you find my account, I usually retweet stuff from there too. So definitely want to shout those two two people and two things out. Groovy, 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 Mr. Wicked. You got any shout outs, my good sir? Uh, well, we already gave Brad a pretty awesome promo. Uh, <laughs> my wife Kelly also has a YouTube uh, for anybody who's out, interested in uh, Rise of Kingdoms. She has an, an amazing YouTube channel I've built up quite a following for. And also, any anybody that's been dealing with the shootings that have been happening lately, definitely uh, thoughts go out to you guys. Uh, stay safe out there, because people being freaking stupid. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. take care of yourselves. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, mirror that on behalf of the uh, the show and all the friends of the show uh, for, uh, you know, uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander communities here in the United States and our Asian communities um, abroad. The unprecedented amount of injustice you guys are facing uh, is, is not okay, and we stand with you. Um, as mentioned last week... Um, we referenced uh, a few organizations here more locally in the United States uh, that, you know, Bungie leading the charge again uh, had had linked to and that, uh, you know, Trans and myself had, had donated to. So, yeah, 100%, 100% mirror that. Thank you. Thank you so much for mentioning it again. Uh, because it hasn't stopped, right? No, it's no. Probably, it's not going to stop and yeah exactly exactly 100 percent um beyond that beyond beyond that mirrored mirrored shout out the the only thing i would uh i would add is just that everyone out there 
the world the world is still rough um if you're listening to this i just want you to be safe i want you to do something nice for yourself because you probably deserve it and just keep on keeping on beyond the more pertinent p- political <laughs> not that political uh I feel like that's the wrong word. It's just what's right. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. Thank you guys again. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That's the end of this week's topic. But be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Spinfoil Theory, or you can email us via spinfoiltheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The Lore Network.